we're gathered together this morning. Why? Because we believe our God is here. And so we come together to worship him. And so I invite you to stand. And as we do so, I'm going to pray. And then we're going to worship our Lord. So please stand. That we can come together today. Thank you for the freedom in this country to worship you. And Lord, whether we're at home or whether we're here in person, Father God, this morning, we know so much of our need of you. And so, Lord, as we turn our focus to you over this next hour, God, we pray that you would meet with us. Come and touch your people wherever we are. Lord, might we leave this morning knowing that we've met with you, our living, wonderful God. And so, Father, as we start off, we just want to start by praising and worshipping you. Thank you, Lord, that we can be together in this way. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's worship. Father God, we're so grateful that you do not change, that you remain faithful. Father God, throughout our lives, we can look back and see your faithfulness. You were faithful yesterday, and God, we trust you that you are faithful today and will be for our future. And so this morning, we want to say thank you. Thank you that you are the everlasting God. Thank you that you know the end from the beginning. Father God, thank you that you have a path and a plan for each one of us and for this fellowship. And that, God, you are indeed a good, good Father. We've got so much to thank you for. Thank you that you are our Father. Thank you for the gift of your Son. Thank you that you don't leave us alone, but you bless us with your Spirit. We worship you, and we just give thanks to you this morning. Amen. Um, just a couple of events happening this week, um, if you can put in your diaries to come along too. Our next wellbeing walk is tomorrow. Um, if you want to join that, please be in the car park at 9.45. You can do the whole walk or you can do part of the walk. And then, as I'm right, you meet for the meeting place afterwards for coffee. Yeah, so out the back at 9.45 and hopefully the weather will be nice for you and you can take part in that walk. This Wednesday at 12.45, we've got our um, lunchtime service. So please, if you'd like to join us for that, that'd be great to see you. And Wednesday evening, we've got the second session of our Wednesdays at RBC um, looking at the Trinity. It's at 7.45 and it's on Zoom. So please do join us and the Zoom links and details are on the notice sheet. And then finally from me, if you are in secondary school or you're in sixth form college, there is going to be a youth forum on Sunday the 30th of January at quarter past 12 till 2pm and lunch will be provided and it's a chance for you to meet with um, some of the leadership team just to kind of share your views about church you know, how we can go on forward um, as a church together. If you want to find out more about it, please speak to um, Hannah or Zoe, but it'd be great to see you at that forum just to chat and have some lunch and get to know you. Thank you. Good morning, church. I was just checking the time it is still morning. Um, we are so thankful to those that um, put their money and their gifts into the offering. It, it helps us to do so much for our church, for our community, and for the wider world. Um, if you haven't already done so, please take the opportunity this morning to put, um, put your gift in the offering boxes. And also there is the card machine at the back in the welcome area. And uh, Addie is going to pray for our offering. Thank you for... Thank you for the offering. 
can express everyone that gave the offering in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. We are going to continue in worship. This is one of my favorite songs. We're going to sing Good, Good Father. Isn't the words of this song are so beautiful? How it talks about how who God is and how loved we are by him. Isn't it a wonderful feeling to know that we are loved by an almighty and an all-powerful and all-present and an all-loving God? Thanks, guys. Please do take a seat. We have our reading this morning and Ellie is going to come and share our reading with us today. This morning's reading is taken from 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 verses 1 to 24. There is no need to write to you, brothers and sisters, about the times and occasions when these things will happen. For you yourselves know very well that the day of the Lord will come as a thief comes at night. When people say, everything is quiet and safe, then suddenly destruction will hit them. It will come as suddenly as the pains that come upon a woman in labour, and people will not escape. But you, brothers and sisters, are not in the darkness, and the day should not take you by surprise like a thief. All of you are people who belong to the light, who belong to the day. We do not belong to the night or to the darkness. So then... We should not be sleeping like the others. We should be awake and sober. It is at the night that people sleep. It is at the night that they get drunk. But we belong to the day, and we should be sober. We must wear faith and love as a breastplate, and our hope of salvation as a helmet. God did not choose us to suffer his anger, but to possess salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ, who died for us in order that we might live together with him, whether we are alive or dead when he comes. And so encourage one another and help one another, just as you are now doing. We beg you, our brothers and sisters, to pay proper respect to those who work among you, who guide, the instruct, who guide and instruct you in the Christian life. Treat them with the greatest respect and love and love because of the work they do. Be at peace among yourselves. We urge you, our brothers and sisters, to warn the idle, encourage the timid, help the weak, be patient with everyone. See that no one pays back wrong for wrong, but at all times make it your aim to do good to one another and to all people. Be joyful always, pray at all times, be thankful in all circumstances. This is what God wants from you in your life in union with Christ Jesus. Do not restrain the Holy Spirit. Do not despise inspired messages. Put all things to the test. Keep what is good and avoid every kind of evil. May the God who gives us peace make you holy in every way and keep your whole being, spirit, soul, and body, free from every fault at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. He who calls you will do it, because he is faithful. Okay, so if you have a um, little person with you, if you are a little person, you are more than welcome to come and join me on this lovely mat. You can bring a grown-up with you if you feel comfortable. So if you want to come up now, and you can come and sit at the front. Zoe and I have got a story to share with you, and it's a really good one. So do come up the front. Don't leave me sitting here by myself or by myself. <laughs> guys thank you for coming to sit with me happy new year to you who has gone back to school already all of you okay who would like to tell me what their first week back at school was like bernice what was your first week back at school like it was fine i'm so pleased to hear that anybody else jemima what was your first week back at school like 
It was hard, yeah. Who went back to work recently? Who's finding that easing in out of the Christmas period back into the first few days, a bit of a challenge? Okay. <laughs> I'm sure we're all secretly going, hmm. Um, <laughs> we have got a really good story to tell here. It is one of my favorite stories. And it's about a woman who was desperate for God to give her something she really felt in her heart that she needed. Now put your hand up if you have ever prayed, ever prayed and asked God to help you with something. All of you, that's wonderful. And would any of you like to maybe say something that you prayed about? Who would like to share something they prayed about to God? Morgan, do you want to come closer and tell me? What did you pray about? Wow, that's really major. So a long time ago, Morgan prayed for her nana because she was poorly. Anybody else want to share? Gabriel, do you want to come and share? Wow. So Gabriel was praying for his granddad and his granny because things were hard for them and they were really far away. But Anise, did you want to share something? Yeah, do you want to come and share? Bernice was praying for her family. Isn't that a wonderful thing? We must all pray for our family. Thank you so much for sharing. Okay, Poppy, do you want to come and share? Yes, Poppy was praying that COVID would stop. I think that's something that we're all praying for at the moment. Okay, so thank you guys so much for sharing. Now, as I said, we're going to tell you all about a very important young woman and... And Zoe has got some puppets, and she is going to use the puppets to help tell the story while I read it from this book. So, I'm going to introduce you to somebody. This is Hannah. She's not me, don't worry, it's a different Hannah. And... (laughs) Oh... You've got, you've got this story at home, have you, Hannah? That's wonderful. Okay. So this is Hannah. And Hannah was feeling really sad. She looks so sad, poor thing. And Hannah was loved by God. She wanted to have a baby, but she wasn't able to have any children. That made her really sad. And so Hannah and her husband, there he is, went to the tabernacle one day. Now, who, who, do any of you know what a tabernacle is? Morgan, what's a tabernacle? It's a place, yeah. Who else wants to tell me something about it? Bernice, what's a tabernacle? Yeah, exactly. It's like a church, so it's where they go. So they went there to pray, and she prayed to God, if you will give me a baby boy, I will see that he serves you all his life. Now, Hannah met a man called Eli, and he was a priest. There he is, in his beautiful headscarf. And he saw Hannah praying, and she explained, I'm crying out to the Lord because I want him to answer my prayer. She was really desperate for God to hear her prayer. Do you guys think that God hears all of our prayers? Put your hand up if you think yes. Put your hand up if you think sometimes. Yeah, it's complicated, isn't it, sometimes? Eli gently told Hannah, go in peace and may God give you what you ask for. Now, who thinks that God answered Hannah's prayer? Who thinks yes? Okay, don't tell it everyone, though, Hannah. (laughs) You are all right. Hannah did have a beautiful baby boy. Now, can anybody tell me what his name is? Oh, okay. Look, do you know what his name was? 
It wasn't Emmanuel, no. Daniel, do you know what his name was? What's his name? Pardon? It wasn't Joseph, no. Anybody else want to guess? Jemima. It was Samuel. Well done at that. And so what happened is Hannah had a beautiful baby boy. And his name was Samuel. And she loved him so much. And she was so thankful to God that she had her son. Now, when Samuel was a little boy, Hannah brought him to the tabernacle. And she had promised God that Samuel would serve him all his life. Do you remember that? When, he, when, he, when she prayed to God, please give me a baby boy and I promise that he will serve you. Well, Hannah kept her promise and she took us into the tabernacle. And the priest, Eli, was going to take care of Samuel and he was going to teach Samuel all about God and all of the wonderful things that he was. Now, put your hand up if you've heard that story before. Who's heard that story before? Yeah? Okay. Little fun fact. My name is Hannah because my dad's middle name is Samuel, so that's why my mum and dad called me Hannah. Okay. So, so today we're talking about praying. And Hannah was a lady that prayed for a long time that God would give her a little baby boy. But what did she do when she asked God to have a son? She promised that he would know God and serve him all the days of his life. And she kept her promise, didn't she, when she took him to the tabernacle. So when we're praying for something, remember to be patient like Hannah. Now put your hand up if you think you're really good at being patient. Okay. (laughs) Put your hand up if maybe sometimes you struggle with being patient. Yeah, I know I do. Who was patient when it came to opening their Christmas presents on Christmas Day? Who was really impatient and couldn't wait? (laughs) Oh, wow. Some of us had to wait till the afternoon. So going back to Hannah, remember to be patient when you're asking God for something. Remember to be thankful that God does hear our prayers every time. And remember that what he gives us is a blessing from him. And we need to use it in a way that is good and a blessing to others. So sometimes when you pray to God, sometimes the thing that you're asking for might come tomorrow. It might take a week. It might take a month. Or it might even take a whole year. I mean, Hannah prayed for a long time for her baby boy to come. But you know... God loves it when we're patient. It means that he knows that we love him. And it means that he knows that we trust him. And it means that we know that he will always do the right thing and give us exactly what we need, exactly the right time that we need it. So, shall we quickly pray? Do you want to put your hands together? And you can close your eyes as well if you want to so you're not distracted. Dear Lord, we thank you for the story of Hannah and how you blessed her with a baby boy called Samuel. Help us, Lord, to be patient when we're waiting for our blessing. Maybe it's something that we need at school. Maybe it's something that we need at home. Maybe we're looking for a new friend or maybe we're looking for someone to get better. Help us, Lord, to trust you while we're waiting like Hannah did. And help us to always be patient. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well done, guys. Okay. So some of you have got some prayers. Who, who's got a prayer that they would like to read out this morning? Yes, Anna. That's fine. That's fine. Okay. If you've got your prayer with you, you can go up to the stand just there and you, and you can say your prayer. If you want to quickly run and get it like Poppy's doing right now, you can run and get it. Okay, so Poppy is going to go first and she is going to read out her prayer. And the rest of you, would you like to stand behind Poppy and then you guys can go show your prayer too. Well done. 
Dear God, we pray for all the countries at war today. We ask that you bring them peace so that families can stay safe. We pray too for people living in poverty. Please bring them help and comfort and hope. Amen. Lord, we pray for our family and church. Amen. Dear Lord, thank you for bringing us here today. I hope that you bring us safely home. Well done, children. Those were beautiful prayers. We are now going to sing the Lord's Prayer. We have got a very, very energetic song. Would you guys be happy to help us do the actions? Who knows the actions to We Want to See Jesus Lifted High? Put your hands up if you know the actions. If you don't, you are more than welcome to stand up at the front with me and we can learn them as we go. Jan is also going to come yeah, that you can watch Jan. Jan's going to sit at the front and watch and show you the actions. And church, if I can invite you to stand if you're able, it is a beautiful thing when we all join in, you know. It, is, it, the, it fills the room with so much joy when we all do it together. So if I can invite you to stand if you're able, and we are going to sing, we want to see Jesus lifted high. have a pair of hands in front of you and on your hands you can write a prayer for God to help you with something. This could be something that you need this week, maybe this month or maybe this year and then there's a piece of string for you to tie your hands together and then you can put them on your wall, on your fridge or maybe in your bedroom when you take them home and later on 
we're going to see your beautiful creations. There's also a colouring picture as well there for you guys to do when you've finished your hand. So I hope that you enjoy that. In the meantime, I'm going to invite Megan, Gabby and also Bacola and they are going to share some thoughts with us this morning. Megan Bacola, thank you so much for coming up this morning. So, we're talking about prayer this morning, and we're talking about its importance, its value, why it is, a good prayer life is essential to our relationship with God. So, first question, why do you think it's important to pray continually? I think it's important because... We're basically talking to God and to maintain our relationship. Also, it's very good to read the Bible, but it's also good to talk to God, tell him how your day was and stuff like that. Thank you. I think it's important to pray because, like Megan said, it's talking to God and it can build a stronger relationship with God. And it's also, like, good to stay on the path to take you to heaven and, like, just trusting God because God gave you life and believing in him. Thank you both. Okay, so how do we ensure we pray continually through good times and also through bad times? Um, for me, if I forget to pray, I normally like do, I normally try a routine that works for me to help me to, to just remind me to do, to like pray to God. But instead of that, like, I don't really have any. Um, I'd say um, you can also be grateful and thankful because prayer isn't always asking for things. You can also be thankful for what has, God has given you, like waking you up that day, getting you up that day, breathing that day. So you can just always be grateful and thank you and accept what's been given to you. So you can pray, help you pray that way. Thank you. Yeah. This question isn't on the sheet, but do you think sometimes when things are really difficult, we forget to take our stuff to God. We forget to look up because we're so caught up in like in, in all that's going on in life, especially I think during COVID pandemic and everything and stuff. So, you know, how do we const how do we make sure that God is at the center of our life, that we think of him when things are difficult? Uh, normally I would try to surround myself with godly things. So for example, trying to read my Bible at home, trying to listen to Christian music, stuff like that. Don't indulge in um, wickedness just because of the situation that you're in right now. Um, I'd say prioritizing what's important. So God should be your number one and any other things you can just put aside for a little while because you can always go back to it. God will always be there. Other things might not always be there. So prioritize God because he's number one. Okay, so, do you think, this is an obvious question, but, but, but it's quite a multi-layered one. Okay, so, do you think that praying, spending time with God, talking to him on a daily basis, how does that help our relationship with him? Well, it's kind of like a person, because when you're talking to a person, you need, when you want to know them, you need to talk to them, you need to get to know them. And it's kind of like when you're praying, you're basically talking to God. And when you're reading the book, the Bible, you're basically getting to know him more, better, and seeing what he's done for us. Um, yeah, it just builds your faith and your commitment to God. And, like, you learn more about him as you go along. And, yeah, it just builds your faith, your commitment, and your trust in him. Beautiful. Okay. Thank you both so much for sharing. Can we give the girls a round of applause? They did a wonderful Tangled up. <laughs> 
completely, utterly tangled up. <laughs> you know, watching the children up here this morning doing the, the dance, you were absolutely fabulous. But I think because we've got our masks on, you've all forgotten you're allowed to sing as well. You're allowed to use your, your mouths. It, was, uh, it felt like we were singing, you were dancing. It was a good combination. But you know what? How lovely to see our children and our young people up here. And can I just say, girls... You two are just so inspirational. Your parents must be so proud of you. We have a lot to learn, don't we, from our young people? And I just, it gives me so much hope for our future. Hannah and your team, you know, everybody who's been involved in children and youth work over the years, be encouraged because. The seeds that have been sown are, are now seeds that are making a difference in our lives as well. So thank you, girls. You really are just inspirational. We are thinking about our verse for the year again this morning, and hopefully by now you've got the idea that we're looking at that part, pray continually. The verse says this, Rejoice always, pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Pray continuously. Prayer. What kind of different types of prayer are there this morning? It's a family service, so I expect some answers from everybody. So if you're not awake now, time to wake up. What ways are there? What kind of prayers are there that we pray? Anybody, shout them out loudly so we can all hear. Thanksgiving. You have to be really loud. Supplication, thank you. Intercession, confession, forgiveness. Thank you, praise and worship from up there. <laughs> they're, they're closer to giving it as well, so yes, definitely, praise and worship. Lament, thank you. Praise the Lord. Yep. Requesting and asking. There's loads of different types of prayer, isn't there? Lots of different words we could use. Worship, praise, petition, intercession, supplication, thanksgiving, spiritual warfare. All of these are different types of prayers. And there's lots of different types of way that we can pray as well. As a child, I had a, a little book. And uh, in it was a picture of this little child themselves going upstairs and kneeling down beside their bed and saying their prayers. And as a four-year-old, I went upstairs one day by myself and I knelt down on the floor and I prayed to God. And I'm sure that was probably when I became a Christian, that desire to pray and to talk to God myself, copying a book, getting down on my knees. Not necessary, but for me at that time, that was my understanding as a four-year-old. Our understandings change, don't they, about prayer and the way we have to pray. It's also culturally different. There's culturally different styles to pray. Some people like to be really loud when they pray. Other people like to be really quiet when they pray. Some people like to be outside and walking, and that's the best place that they find to pray. Some people want to put on the music and listen to some worship as they pray. Some people set aside a certain time, and I've been so blessed across the years by so many older generation people who have prayed for me daily, and they have a list of people that they work through, and I've been blessed to be on one of their, uh, one of their lists. We all pray differently, because we're all different. But all of us are given this exhortation, pray continuously. It's not a burden, it's a gift we're being given, pray continuously. All shapes, all sizes, all styles, all methods. But one thing that we can say, prayer is an absolute foundation of our walk with Christ, isn't it? It is part of the fundamentals of being a Christian, of our faith. And actually, it's a part of being human, it would seem, across the world. So many people, even without faith, find themselves at some point in their lives crying out to something. There's got to be someone there. And people pray. And it's one of those areas that we can often offer 
to our friends who perhaps are not Christians, who don't know Christ, we can say, would you like me to pray for you? And how often do we get that response? Oh, yes, please. Pray continuously. So what is prayer? Well, the young people answered this one for us. It's talking to God. It's about communication. Many people will pray, regardless of whether they know who they're talking about. And we use prayer, don't we? When we become a Christian, we ask Jesus into our lives through prayer. We put our faith in him. We ask him to forgive us, to come into our lives. And so we use prayer to communicate with our Father. We use praise. We, we give requests. We have conversation. We get into spiritual warfare in our prayers. And like today's verse encourages us, we're invited to pray continually. I wonder what that looks like for you. Pray continuously. Hannah and Zoe shared with us that story of Hannah in the Bible. And actually, prayer can often be something that's quite emotive in our lives, isn't it? Hannah was a woman who longed to have a baby. And you get the feeling from the story that she prayed and she prayed and she prayed. And her prayers just hasn't been answered. And then one day, God in his grace blesses her with this boy, Samuel. But prayer can be like that, can't it? We can pray a good prayer. A prayer that makes no sense not to get a yes, and yet sometimes we don't get that yes. And it is so hard. And people around us are getting yeses for their prayers and they're giving testimony. And we've prayed this prayer in our hearts and in our lives and we've offered God everything. And we're following him in every way in our lives. And yet some reason, God doesn't seem to answer our prayer. I'm sure there's many of us here this morning that could say there are some prayers in our lives that we don't understand why God hasn't given us a yes. But he doesn't always. And that's again going back to what the young people shared with us, being able to trust God with those prayers. Not only do we not always get the answer we want, but I found that every season of my life shapes my prayer life as well. Whilst we may be praising and bringing requests or seeking God's will in our lives, yet certainly our circumstances and those of the people that we care about around us, they definitely have an impact on the way we pray, don't they? If we're happy, then our prayers are often full of praise and it's lovely to come together and to worship and to get excited. If we're fearful then we find ourselves seeking God and just asking for his courage and his help and his strength. If we need in direction, then we find ourselves praying, God, please just direct me. I need to know what your will is. If someone we love needs healing, we're begging God, aren't we, for healing for them. Sometimes with prayer, we need to remember that the Bible encourages us to pray continuously, to never give up. Keep bringing our prayers to God. And with prayer like that, it's so important for us to know that God does hear. He's heard every single prayer that you've prayed. And he loves you, and he cares for you, and he hears you, and he knows what you want. But in that, we need to trust him, that he has a plan and a purpose for each one of us. We might not get the yes answer we want. Our prayer might be a good prayer, but we might not get yes. But we can trust him. God hears our prayers. Every prayer that we pray comes before him. They're never wasted. They're never not heard. God is answering them, but perhaps not in a way that we see or at the speed that we want them to or in the way that we might wish. But don't give up on our prayers. The Bible exhorts us, pray continuously. Bring in all that's on your heart to God. Listen to him. Watch out for his responses. Pray continually. And as that verse says, giving thanks in all circumstances. 
This week I was talking with a friend who had a lot going on in her life, lots of different situations that were really tricky, really hard. And she didn't understand even how she was feeling, let alone being able to put that into words to express to God. And I wonder how often we find ourselves in such a position. We do, don't we? Sometimes we cannot put into words exactly how we feel. But there's a beautiful passage that I want to bring to you this morning from Romans chapter 8. And it says this. In the same way, the Spirit helps us in our weakness. We don't know what we ought to pray for. But the Spirit himself intercedes for us through wordless groans. Jesus Christ who died, more than that, who was raised to life, is at the right hand of God and is also interceding for us. Did you hear that? It's amazing. The Holy Spirit is interceding for us. Jesus himself is praying for us. Isn't that wonderful? That really is a wow in the Bible as we read that. Do you sometimes feel like you don't know how to pray? Is it sometimes a situation that is so hard that you don't feel like you have the capacity to put into words what you need to say? God himself is praying for you. The Holy Spirit is praying for you. Jesus is interceding for you. Isn't that just wonderful? There's been a number of times in my life when I have absolutely known that God himself is holding me up in prayer. And there's that beautiful poem, isn't there? The Footprints in the Sand poem about how the man goes through life and there's two sets of footprints in the sand. But then when things get really difficult, suddenly there's only one set of footprints. And the man says, why? Why, God, when things are the hardest, you've left me alone? And God turns around to him and says, don't be foolish. During those times that were so hard, I lifted you up. I carried you. <coughs> to me, that poem is similar to these verses in Romans 8. At times, it's our Lord, the Holy Spirit himself, who intercedes for us. We don't have the words. We don't know what to say. Our pain is too great. Our minds are too confused. Our anguish is too overwhelming. Our sorrow is too exhausting. But our God is interceding for us at those times. How wonderful. How amazing. What a beautiful picture that is. Pray continually. As we head into this coming week, my prayer for all of us is that we would seek to be praying continually. That any moment we find ourselves alone, that we might converse with God, whether that be in praise or petition, whether that be in worship or warfare. May we seize those moments of solitude to spend that time with our God. I wonder how each one of us individually this week could improve our prayer life. Do you need to set aside some time for prayer this week? Don't be unrealistic. If it's not something you're used to doing on a regular basis for an extended period of time, don't do that kind of thing that you get on the treadmill and you're going to run for half an hour and you die after 30 seconds. It's the same with prayer, isn't it? You know, let's be realistic about this. If we're not used to praying for an extended period, then let's set ourselves something achievable, you know, three minutes maybe. And then after a couple of weeks, extend it by half a minute and soon you'll find yourself praying for half an hour. Do we need to work on a certain area of our prayers? Do we need to bring praise and worship more in? Or do we need to spend time interceding? Or what is it that we need to do to add to our daily routine? I wonder what times in your day you could use to pray continually. Maybe on the way home from the school run. Or if you're a teacher, maybe on the way into school before it gets crazy. Maybe when you're cooking your dinner. Maybe those final few minutes before heading to bed. Maybe getting up earlier, though my child, that doesn't apply, please. We don't need any earlier daytime in our house. It's still dark, very dark. I don't know what it is for you. But I would guess that for the majority of us, we could find ways to improve our spiritual walk with 
God over this coming year through prayer. How amazing would it be if in a year's time we have a testimony time here in church and we stood at the front here and we said there was a the series of sermons on the verse for the year and this is how it's changed my life. I'm praying more, I'm rejoicing more, whatever it is. Wouldn't it be wonderful if from that, from these first few weeks of this year, of using this verse for the year, that we could stand up here next year and give testimony to how our life has changed, how our spiritual walk has changed. I wonder what difference it would make to my life, to your life, to the lives of those we love, to the lives of those we work with and meet if we were to pray more continuously this year. And so before we come towards the conclusion of this morning's service, we're going to stop. And if you're at home, then it's a chance as well to stop. You might want to get a bit of paper and a pen, or you want to get your phone out and to put a memoir in there. How can we pray continuously better in 2022 than we did in 2021? What can you do to improve your prayer life? Is there one type of prayer that you're going to commit to? Is there one part of your life that you're going to add worship into that prayer request that perhaps God hasn't answered and it's so hard and it's heartbreaking? Can we bring worship into that to put our trust back in him that he knows what he's doing? Can we become prayer partners with somebody or join a prayer meeting? Do we need to make a proper working list of those people we want to be praying for regularly? The options are endless. There's no right. There's no wrong. Like we said at the beginning, we all pray differently. But David is going to uh, play for us quietly for a few minutes and I want us to use this moment just to stop and to make a commitment before God about how can I, how can you pray more continuously this coming year. So let's spend a few moments before God as David uh, and Ken lead us. Father God, thank you that you've given us this gift of prayer to communicate with you. And Father God, those prayers that we have cried out to you, that we are not seeing the answers that we'd wish, God, we lay them afresh before you this morning. We pray that you would answer them. But God, we also say we trust you. And we thank you because we know that you are a good, good father. And so, Lord, with these things that hurt, so we pray that, Father God, you would give us grace enough for each day, that you would carry us through each day, and that we might know your love more and more in our hearts and our lives. And, Father, for those who are listening or in this building this morning, who are finding prayer so hard because of their situations right now. We thank you that you intercede for us. Oh God, you're so good to us. 
and we are so grateful for your love this morning. We worship you, we praise you, and we give you thanks. Amen. Let's stand and sing our next song and make it our prayer, build your kingdom here, God. about testimonies and how wonderful it would be to hear a testimony of how God has been good to us. So I'm going to invite Esther up and she is going to share a testimony, something that's very close to her heart that God has compelled her to share with all of us. Thank you, Esther. Good morning, church. Um, It's a honor to share my testimony with you this morning. I've got to these two scriptures that anchors my life. Philippians 4, 6 to 7. I don't know if they can help us project that. The Bible says, be anxious for nothing, but in all things, with prayer and supplic- with prayer, thanksgiving and supplication, make your request known unto God. And the peace of God that surpasses all understanding, all human understanding, we guard your heart and your mind through Christ Jesus. The second one is James 4.2. You have not received because you have not asked. So I live my life based on these two, two scriptures. Well, I have no, no choice uh, because my first big testimony as told by my parents, was that when I was two and a half years old, I was so sick that I was on life support for three months. And the doctors gave up on me, called my parents at at some point and told them, take this child home, let her die in the comfort of your home. And my dad begged for seven more days. Give us seven more days, let's see what God will do. Don't give up on her just yet. He pleaded, my mother pleaded in tears, and they said, okay, seven more days it is, or we put, put the plug. So my father said, he left the hospital and went straight to the prayer mountains. And he was there for the seven days he asked for. And on the seventh day, my body that has been lifeless for over three months, the limbs and the bones and the bodies that I couldn't move for over three months, my mother said she screamed her life out when she saw me waving my hands and shouting hallelujah after three months on life support. Medicine gave up on me, but my parents called upon the Lord in prayers. And he did what? He answered. Prayer works wonders. If I'm to share with you my testimonies today, we'll be here for another hour, but I'll I'll give you two or three more, the big and the simple ones. For you to know that the God we serve is a prayer answering God. For you to know that of a truth, prayer works wonders. I got married. Well, uh, my father was a priest, so I was brought up in a very straight and narrow way. It's church. I've been a church girl all my life. So I got married a virgin. I haven't experienced nothing. So... I was expecting within a few months I should be pregnant and have a child and things like that. But going to a year, we're still trying and trusting God. I went for a medical test and all sorts. They said I have first degree infertility. That wasn't ovulating. The doctor said the chances of me having a child in life is very slim because I'm not even ovulating. Is first degree infertility. They, they can't really do much. Well, we sent in tests and tests and tests and tests, and 
When the doctor gave us that uh, information the last time we went to receive a particular result, and he said, no, um, start thinking about adoption. We got him and I said, God, you kept me alive by prayers, by your hand. I'm alive because you wanted me to be. I prayed. I called my parents. I told them, this is the result of, of, the, of the test we were waiting for. And my father said, no problems. We will pray. So he said, myself, my husband, my mom, and dad, he gave us a period to fast and pray. And then uh, we, he would call us, we agreed to pray. At some point, I went to meet them. We went to prayer mountain together again. We prayed. And I got back around November, and I was to see the doctor again in, I think, a month or so after. So we came back, we prayed, and I went back again to see the doctor for the, for the result of the very last test. And when I got there, the doctor said, well, fortunately, like I told you before, the very last, if I had to send that last test away from our state to be done in another state, he said, well, the result came back is the same, first degree infertility, you're not ovulating, start thinking adoption, no chances of having children. And we're about leaving the doctor's office, and the doctor said, Mrs. Soliti, come, let me check you. He said, lie down. And I lie down on the stretch. He pressed my tummy, he pressed, he said, because while you're going out now, I notice your body is summer. So he said, do me a favor, don't go home yet. He gave me a bottle of water, drink this water, Go do this scan for me now and bring the result. Don't go home. Do this scan, bring the result. I said, scan for what? You've uh, given us your verdict. Let me just go home. What do we need scan for? I said, just go and do it. So we went. We drove from the doctor's office to uh, where we were going to do the scan. And when I lied on the stretch, stretcher, what do they call it, for the scan, the guy doing the scan said, this is the head of the baby. I said, excuse me? I said, excuse me? He said, yes, don't you know you're pregnant? I said, me? Pregnant? He said, you're pregnant for 13 weeks. I said, excuse me? He said, oh, he now turned the, the, the screen towards where I was. I said, see, this is your child. This is the head. This is the leg. This is, I busted into tears. Carrying a baby for 13 weeks. I'm being treated for first degree infertility. The doctor said it's not possible. We should, you know, go and consider adoption. I had been carrying a child for 13 solid weeks unknown to me. All because we prayed. All because we prayed. All because we sought the Lord. I've been in a situation where I was in dear need of finances. And I remember this particular one. It was uh, for a TV show I was hosting. I needed to pay the hair time to go on hair for the following week. And I had no money on me. And before I left the studio, uh, the, the Tuesday before, they said, oh, Esther, if this sum is not paid, you won't go live next week. I said, no problems. God had you. You will sort it. And I went back home and I said, Father, this is your work. If you don't pay that bill, I'm not going there on Tuesday. But I trust you. I know you will sort it. And I went to bed. And the following morning, an unknown number came through my phone. And I picked it. And the man said, hi, Esther, how are you? Um, I got your number on the screen last week. I've been watching your show for over two years. It's been a blessing. All your guests were wonderful. God laid it on my heart to bless you. Send me your account number. And I said, oh, thank you. I do not know the man. What's your name, sir? He told me his name. I said, thank you, sir. I said, send me your account number now, now, now. I said, yes, sir, I will. So after the conversation with him, I sent him my account number. You know what? Few hours later, he deposited the exact amount of money. Not one P less, not one P more. The exact amount of money I needed to pay for my program to go on ahead the following Tuesday, an unknown person God spoke to, and he paid it. Let me tell someone prayer works wonders.
prayer works wonders. We have not received because we have not asked. James 4.2. And the Bible says, if you ask, another scripture says, if you ask anything in my name, believing, you shall receive it. Oh, you said those are big testimonies? I'll do, share with this last one and I'll go, so I don't keep you all day. And there was this particular summer holiday. Um, one of my kids lost their uh, children oyster card. They were going to resume in two weeks, and they just told, Mom, I can't find my oyster card. We looked everywhere, turned the house upside down. I said, okay, leave it for now, we'll check later. About two days to resumption, I'd even forgotten. He came back and said, Mom, I can't find my oyster. We looked, turned the house upside down again, we couldn't find it. And they were going to resume the school. When it remains a day for them to go back to school, we, after finishing, we had their prayer, family prayer altar, day before. And then after the prayer, I said, how am I going to get to school tomorrow? I can't find my hostel. And I said, you know what? Let me ask the Holy Spirit. He will tell me before morning where that hostel is. And you'll be able to go to school if it is in this house. My son said, Mom, are you sure? I said, let me ask. We have a father in heaven we can talk to. And he said, when we ask, he, will, he would answer us. So I said, don't worry, let me ask him. We asked together. I said, let's ask together first, and I will also ask him privately. So I said, Father, we pray that if David's oyster is in this, I mean, Manuel's oyster is in this house, let us know where he is. He needs to go to school in the morning. And they said, amen. I went to bed, I worshipped, and I said, Father, I need you to show these children that you are a prayer answering God. I need you to show these children that they have a father in heaven, that when they are in their need, they can turn to and it will not fail them. I need you to show these children that you are truly in heaven and you rule the affairs of men on earth. And I said, I believe you and I know you will do it. And just before I slept off, the Holy Spirit whispered in my ears, go to your visitor's room. Lift the bag on the shelf. The oyster is under the bag. I said, thank you, Holy Spirit. I said, but I won't go there tonight because I will do this in the presence of the children tomorrow. And if it's not there, I'm not to be blamed. They will say, Mom, you see, Jimmy, you said God, you said your God, your Father in heaven answers prayers. And you told us, he told you, now he's not there. So I said, Lord, I will do this with the children in the morning. I don't want to know whether it's there or not, but you've spoken to me where it is. I will gather them and said, God said he's here, we'll all check together. So in the morning, my son came and said, Mom, has God spoken? I said, yes, he spoke. He said, have you checked? I said, no, let's go and check together. I said, God told me that he's in the visitor's room, on the shelf, under the bag. And we all went to the visitor's room. They followed me, people of God. And I lived, I got on the bed reached to the shelf, lifted the back, and here was the oyster. And the children said, Mom, really? God, is this real? I said, yes, he is. From then up until now, if they have any challenges, they'll say, Mom, let's talk to God. If they are seeking for answers, they will say, Mom, go ask God. Prayer works wonders. I want to encourage us from today that we renew our faith in God, believing that whatever we ask of him, with faith in our heart. The Bible says, if you earthly father knows how to give bread to your children, how much more will your heavenly father give to you what you ask of him? And I... I, also, I always tell people, when you are helpless anyways, when you, have, when you can solve a problem, when you have no answers to a question, why don't you just give it? Give it to the one who can deal with it. And I love this song that says, I cast all my cares upon you. I lay all my burdens down at your feet. Anytime I don't know what to do, I cast all my cares upon you. I want to encourage us today that prayers works wonders. I want us to know that anytime we don't know what to do, 
we actually can cast our cares upon the Lord. I am a living witness that we have a prayer answering God. Amen. Incredible, Esther. Thank you so much. I am encouraged. Church, are you encouraged? Yeah. Wonderful. It's, yeah, it's just amazing. Thank you so much, Esther. Um, we have come to our final song. Please, I invite you to stand if you are able. This is such a beautiful, fitting song. Blessed be your name, the name of Jesus that answers prayer, the name of Jesus that makes a way when the world tells us there is no way. I invite you to stand as we sing our final song together. Amen. Time's got away with us this morning. Please take your seats just for one last moment. The children have been super busy. Come on this way so everyone can see you. They've been making up prayer hands and colouring in the verse for the year. Would anybody like to say what prayer they've written? Please help people and give everyone peace. Amen. Wonderful prayer. Did you want to say a prayer? Please help um, everyone get the vaccine so we are safe. Amen. Amen. Did you want to share your one, Morgan? Thanks for this day. Thanks for Jesus dying on the cross. Lovely prayer. Did you, what have you done? Do you want to? Oh, your picture is beautiful. Look at this picture. Do you want to hold it up? Isn't that stunning? And it says, "Always be joyful. Never stop praying. Be thankful." In all circumstances. I should know it, shouldn't I? It's slightly different words. That's lovely. Did you want to read out your prayer? Thank you for making everyone feel better and help everyone that isn't better right now to get better. Oh, what a lovely prayer. What's, oh, do you want to show your picture to everybody? Look at this, everyone. She's been very busy colouring in. That is gorgeous. Well done. Fantastic. And what about yours? Um, dear Lord, I pray... Um, dear Lord, I pray for you. Fantastic, thank you. You look very smart this morning, very dapper. I love your outfit. Dear Lord, thank you for the kids in the church. Thank you for my family. Oh, what a lovely prayer. Thank you, Hannah. Did you want to share yours as well? Do you want to show us your picture you've done? Do you want to have a show? You'll have to hold it a bit higher because you're right behind the lectern there. Oh, up the other way. They, oh, that's a fantastic picture. Well done, all of you. Thank you so much. Esther, thank you so much. God answers our prayers. God hears every prayer you pray. Let's be a people who pray continuously in 2022. Let's stand together, if you're able, and say the words of the blessing together to close this morning. May the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us all evermore. Amen. God bless you.